Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Y'all, as I'm coming to you as I record this, I am running on fumes a little bit, feeling jet lagged and oh, so grateful, fresh off of a 22-day trip to Europe. Last night, we got home into California or or into my hometown in California at 12.45 a.m., from a 26 plus hour long day of travel from Rome with a pit stop in Frankfurt, Germany. And while my body is still confused about where I am, what time it is, or who I am even, I am just feeling so overwhelmingly grateful for such an incredible, incredible trip abroad with my husband and some friends, and also insanely grateful to be back home here, snuggling with my porch kitties, who, by the way, have been extra clingy since I've been home, and I'm not complaining about it. We definitely missed each other. The feeling is mutual. Traveling for 22 days, friends, is not for the faint of heart. It is a freaking long haul, but I am so, so, so glad that we did it. Yes, our trip to Europe included its fair share of stunning sights, breathtaking historical visits, unbelievable food, relaxing poolside, and more Aperol spritzes than I can count. Honestly, I think if there was a mascot for my trip to Europe, it would be Aperol Spritzes. But there were also a few things that surprised me about this trip that I wanted to share with you. So today, I am doing a Europe recap tell-all where I'm going to share my travel thoughts, tips, insights, things that surprised me. So maybe it will help you plan your next trip or maybe just have you consider putting a trip on the calendar. Trust me, friends, it is worth it. Without further ado, let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now, let's get climbing. Okay, I'm just going to be straight up with you guys. I was the planner of this trip. I was the planner of this trip between me and my husband, and I was even the planner of this trip between me and my friends in a big way when we met up with them for the second half of the trip. Now, what's shocking about that is usually I'm not the planner in the group. That's usually not my skill set. I'm usually not a big details person. I'm more of a big picture gal and a fly by the seat of my pants, do things at the last minute kind of a person. But for this trip, I really went into full planner mode. And I just want to give it to you straight, okay, on this Europe recap. I want to share the highs and I also want to share the lows and the things that might surprise you or things you might not consider when it comes to planning a trip. Number one, I think the most exciting thing about a trip is just having it on the calendar in the first place, okay? Maybe you have a trip coming up this year. Maybe you have a trip coming up next year. Tell me that you agree that just having something on the calendar, even if you haven't planned a single thing except the date, the weekend, the location, just having it on the books is this feeling of just like, oh my gosh, I have something to look forward to. And that anticipation brings so much freaking joy. It's kind of like Christmas, right? Like the buildup of Christmas is exciting just because you know that it's coming. Same thing with the trip. There's something so magical about just having it on the calendar and having it on the books. And if you do not have a trip on the books for this year or next year or whenever that is, if you don't have something 
planned on your calendar. I'm hoping by the end of this episode that you are feeling inspired to do so. Even if it's a staycation, even if it's somewhere pretty close by, there is so much magic and joy in setting time to be intentional to go and adventure alone with your partner, with your spouse, with a friend. Put something on your calendar, okay? Because that in itself is one of the most exciting things about a trip. Now, having on the calendar is great, right? That's step one, picking the date, picking the location, picking the people you're going with. But the next thing is, as it gets closer, you gotta plan the thing, right? It kind of reminds me of a wedding, right? I was so excited we set the date for our wedding. But then when it came to actually planning the thing, I was like, man, this is a drag. Again, I'm not traditionally much of a planner, but this kind of forced me to be. Now, one thing that my husband did months leading up to the trip was he sat me down and was just very clear with me. He's been abroad a few times, but he's only ever been as a part of an agricultural group tour. So he is used to just showing up and not having to worry about what he's going to eat, where he's going, what he needs to do, paperwork he needs to have, where he's going to poop. Like It's all just planned for him. That has been his abroad experience. And so he wanted to really communicate with me up front, Kaya. I want to make sure that we have a good idea and the details are hammered out so that I don't feel really frustrated and overwhelmed when we get there because the work hasn't been done. And I really, really appreciated him being very clear about his expectations ahead of time because it's very important that whoever it is you're traveling with, that you are clear about your expectations beforehand and while you're there in country or wherever the location is going to be. And him communicating that to me really I mean, I guess it kind of lit a fire under my ass to start planning things and get things going because I really wanted him to enjoy this trip. And I also knew that it was going to be kind of my responsibility to hammer out those details. So needless to say, the non-traditional planner, Kaya, decided to put on her planning hat and make things happen. And I am so, so grateful that I did. What I encourage you to do if you're also not a planner like me is give yourself the bones of your trip ahead of time. I am so, so grateful that I did, that I made an itinerary, that I had some things mapped out ahead of time, especially because a lot of the places if you're going somewhere that's a very popular tourist destination, things can book up really, really fast. Now, I got a little extra and I made a full-on itinerary booklet that we took notes in along the way. It was perfect size. It fit in my little side belt bag and I took travel notes throughout the trip, which is so fun. I'm actually looking at it right now and it is really beat up, you guys. It's been well-loved over the last few weeks, but it's something that I look at and I think maybe one day my grandkids are going to come back and look at this little travel guide. And that just for some reason brings me so much joy. It's kind of one of my favorite souvenirs now because it has fun stories and trips and notes to think of next time we decide we want to go to Europe, whenever that may be. So I want to encourage you ahead of time to make a plan, even if you are not a planner. Now, what did I plan ahead of time? I booked our tickets, of course, our travel tickets ahead of time when it came to our flights. So our flights to and from Europe, and then also our flights in between countries. If you want to make sure you're getting a good deal on flights, I would do those in advance as soon as you possibly can. Now, if you are way ahead of time, you can also set up a price tracker in Google Flights so that you can see when the tickets are going to be the most ideal for you price-wise, and you can be a little bit more selective if you do so early enough. I did not book our travel like trains and things of that nature for our travel within countries themselves. That stuff you can be a little bit more flexible and mobile with, and you can book once you're over there in my experience. 
The other things that I booked in advance were our accommodations. So I primarily used Airbnb to book out all of our stays. I love Airbnb because it is a way to experience a place while also kind of feeling like a local. And granted, there's all sorts of different price points for Airbnbs. You can stay at really, really fancy over-the-top places. You can stay at very modest, underrated places and a good middle ground. And I kind of went the middle ground on our trip. I would say too, really think about location when it comes to your accommodations. If you're like us, you're probably not going to be spending a ton of time in your Airbnbs. And so while it's nice to stay at nice places, really prioritize location if possible. Are you in a neighborhood that's lively and has things to do? Or would you rather be in a more quiet place? How close are the things that you're wanting to see to where you're staying so that you don't have to waste so much time in navigating and traveling or having to spend extra money on taxis or Ubers or whatever that may be. So really think about location when it comes to booking Airbnbs. And I found that there's a ton of information out there about recommended neighborhoods in certain cities, depending on what your vibe is. We stayed in some more sleepier local non-touristy places on our trip. And we also stayed in some that were more in the heart and center of the city that were very lively. We enjoyed both. It just kind of depends on what your flavor is. So we booked that stuff ahead of time. And the other thing that I went ahead and booked ahead of time was I booked tours of the main attractions. So for example, when we went to Paris, I booked a tour ahead of time for the Louvre Museum. Now, I think it's really important that if you're going to some of these tourist locations like the Louvre in Paris, like let's say going to the Acropolis in Athens or going to the Colosseum in Rome, these things can book up really, really fast, especially if you're in peak season. And so I used TripAdvisor for the most part to book a lot of those guided tours ahead of time. Now, when I lived in Europe after college, I had already been to a few of the places we visited on this trip. However, I did the whole show up and wait in line to get in kind of a thing. And that's fine. Just keep in mind that you can be waiting two hours plus in some of these lines. This trip, however, I booked guided skip the line tours to a lot of these different museums, galleries, and sites, historical sites. And I'm so, so grateful that I did. Number one, we saved a ton of time not sitting and waiting in lines, which I know would have just frustrated me, frustrated Brent. It was so nice to be able to know exactly where we're going and to get in in really record time. And number two, I really enjoyed having the guided tour. I'll be honest with you all, I'm not that much of a history buff. History was not my strong suit in college, or sorry, college or high school or any time of any time of my education. And I just have a hard time remembering historical dates, things of significance. So being able to go to a lot of these locations with a guided tour helped me appreciate the experience so much more. Because I remember last time I went to the, some of these places, like the Louvre Museum, for example, I was just kind of mindlessly walking through an art gallery, having no idea what I was even looking at. Everything kind of blurred together. I didn't know why it was important, what the significance of the sculptures were or the paintings were or who did them or why they were so impactful. And being able to have that insight and have a guide that knew all that information and we could also ask questions of made that experience so much better. So I highly, highly, highly recommend if you are interested in just having more context of the places you're visiting, consider hiring a guided tour. And if it's a popular destination, do the skip the line tours because you're going to save so much time and you'll be so, so grateful that you did. Those are some things that I booked ahead of time and it really, really, really paid off. Because I did some of the planning and work ahead of time, 
It allowed me to be more present and enjoy my time while we were in Europe without panicking or being disappointed that everything was booked up last minute. But it also left some room for spontaneity. Usually when I planned things for our trip, if I booked something, I only booked one thing per day. And this really gave us some good bones for our trip. We had one thing we know we had to be at, and then we had all this other white space for spontaneity. If we were tired, we could rest more. If there was a local recommendation that someone had suggested, we would have time to go check it out. If we wanted to spend more time exploring one of the one of the stops, we had that flexibility to do so. So as you're planning, I highly recommend do not overbook yourself. If you overbook yourself, you're going to run ragged. It doesn't leave room for error because sometimes tours go over, lesson learned there. Sometimes you also just discover things that you want to explore that you didn't discover in the research phase. So don't overbook yourself, but consider booking one thing each day on your trip, on your non-travel days, just so that you have the bones of it outlined. And even if it's stuff that you aren't booking, you can still have an idea of, okay, I know we want to see this site or we want to spend some time on this day doing this thing. I think it's going to help you give the foundation. And also, if you're the planner for your group, it's going to help give the other people more of an expectation of what they're going to be looking at or experiencing, which I think is really, really great as well. I know my husband greatly, greatly appreciated it. The other thing that I did ahead of time that I'm really grateful that I did actually included some of these as well in my little itinerary booklet we took with us is learn a few words or phrases in the language of the country you're visiting. Although I will say this, my experience in Europe is that 99% of the people you come across in Europe will likely speak English and they might be a little self-conscious of how well they speak English, but I promise you they speak it really, really well. Anytime anyone apologized to me, I'm like, I'm sorry, my English is really good. I giggled because I'm like, really? Because my Italian, French, Greek is awful and pretty much non-existent. So please do not apologize for your poor English. I feel like a ridiculous, spoiled American that I can travel most places in the world and get by only speaking my native language. And so I think it really made me feel good and more confident. And I think people appreciate it when you at least try to speak the language a little bit, even if it's being able to learn the phrase, I'm sorry, I don't know how to speak, insert language here. Do you know English? Even just learning that phrase in that language can be a great place to start a conversation instead of just jumping in, assuming they speak English. Learning things like thank you, you're welcome, excuse me, just the basics. Don't overwhelm yourself in feeling the need to learn an entirely new language before visiting. I think just makes you feel a little bit better while you're traveling. Um, At least it did for me. I guess what I should have shared, which I haven't done yet already, was what we did, where we went. And I'm just going to do this very, very briefly. I don't want to spend too much time, but just to give you a flavor of what our trip looked like. We traveled out on May 1st. We spent three nights in Paris, France, three nights in Athens, Greece, four nights in Florence, Italy, three nights in Siena, which is where my friend Jinsel got married. She was the whole reason that we decided to go to Europe in the first place. I was a bridesmaid in her wedding. We spent three nights on the Amalfi Coast in a little town called Priano, and we ended it with four nights in Rome. In hindsight, I will say that for Athens, Greece, you probably only need two days. Aside from the big ruins and amazing Acropolis and things of that nature, it's just kind of a big city that doesn't really, I don't know how to say this. One thing I'll say, it has a lot of stray cats, which if you're a cat person like me, you're going to enjoy. Um, But Athens itself is just like kind of a big rundown city that is sprinkled with some really incredible historical sites. 
So it doesn't take a ton of time there to see the main historical things, which is why a lot of people that go to Greece will do Athens for a couple of days and then go to the Greek Isles. Because we were spending time on the Amalfi Coast in Italy, we skipped the Greek Isles this time, but it is on my list to return to in the future. One of the things that was really important to me on our Europe trip was to not only just book historical tours, my husband is more of a history buff than I am, but to also book experiences. So some of the things that I booked us when we went to Paris was I booked us a private driving tour in a vintage Citroen car. It was the cutest thing ever. We booked it at sunset and it was a really cool way to see a lay of the land of Paris the first night that we got in by driving around the city because we could highlight like, oh, that place was really cool. We should definitely come back there and visit before we leave again. And it felt so magical and romantic. And because it was a driving tour, it also gave us a chance to dress up and wear our maybe not as comfortable shoes and really get to experience Paris in such a cool way, including popping some champagne in front of the Eiffel Tower and getting to see it lit up all sparkly at night. It was seriously amazing. Some other experiences that we did were a pasta making class in Florence that was so much fun. And we also did a boat tour in Capri, out to Capri when we were on the Amalfi Coast. So consider things aside from just the historical visits. What are some really cool tours or experiences that you can book? Oh my gosh, how could I forget one of the best ones ever? This was like top of my list was living out my Lizzie McGuire dream come true. We booked a Vespa tour through the hills of Tuscany and y'all. I just was riding my Vespa with my helmet, maybe bugs in my teeth, just like my cheeks hurt from smiling so, so big. It was so freaking amazing driving through the beautiful Chianti Hills. It felt like I was living in a postcard. And the other thing that's a fun fact about Italy, I did not realize it is completely littered with beautiful red poppies. It was stunning. It was so, so stunning. We took the Vespa tour out. And we went to a little farmhouse where they fed us some delicious pasta and cold cuts and wine. And it was just all of my Lizzie McGuire movie dreams come true. So uh, if you were on Instagram, you'll see I did a fun little recap video of our Vespa tour. So when you're thinking about planning your trip, yes, I think it's important to see the historical cultural things, but also think about some other fun experiences. And one of the best ways to experience a country, of course, is with the delicious food. So Find out what the the main dishes are for the local cuisine and really give yourself permission to experience those, whether it's, you know, escargot, aka snails in Paris. Honestly, I thought they were pretty good. It basically tasted like butter and garlic, whatever you cook it with, really delicious. Or a two-pound Florentine steak in Florence, Italy. You know I love my beef, so I had to definitely dive in and indulge and experience that. Don't worry. I split it with my husband. And it was seriously amazing, amazing. So think about experiences aside from just your tours. I wanted to share a couple of quick tips for traveling with a spouse or even just other people in general that I think might be helpful if you are planning a trip as well. Number one, and I kind of already touched on this, is set honest expectations ahead of time. If you're traveling with someone, especially for the entire duration of the trip, be clear on what is your vibe when it comes to touring? Do you like to go, go, go? Do you like to take things slower? Do you want to see as much as you can in the amount of time that you have? Or do you want to come back feeling rested and not feeling run down from going constantly? What are the things that interest you? As I mentioned, my husband is really, really into history. So I knew that that was going to be really important to him. And he knows that I am really interested in experiences, which is why he braved doing a Vespa tour that low-key terrified him a little bit because he knew that it was really, really important to me. 
So being clear on those expectations ahead of time is going to be so, so helpful when it comes to planning and also just making sure you're enjoying it together when you are in country or wherever that location is as well. And just to kind of build off of that, understand your partner or your travel partner's travel style. Again, are they the one that wants to soak everything up for what it's worth to wake up early and hit it hard and stay out late? Or do they want to kind of relax and take things slow? That's so, so important. And one of the third things I'll say is be clear about who is responsible for booking things and planning. As Brene Brown always says, clarity is kind. I knew ahead of time that for me, Brent, he he gave me feedback on what he wanted to do or what he might prefer. But for planning and booking stuff, I really took that responsibility. When it came to when we met up with our friend group on the second half of the trip, I kind of took initiative and booked some things ahead of time. Being really clear about who's responsible is going to make sure that things don't fall through the cracks, that you don't get there and expect someone else to have already booked something. Just really be clear on who is in charge of booking and planning those things ahead of time. Ever dreamed of traveling the world? Dying to finally go on that vacation of your dreams? Well, I've got some exciting news. I'm gearing up to host my first ever international women's retreat. That's right, international. And I want you to join me. Picture this, a group of kick-ass women stepping outside of their comfort zone, giving themselves permission to live their best lives, fostering new friendships, creating lifelong memories, all while healing their relationship with themselves and creating space for joy in the process. But here's the thing. I need your help before I can pick the date and the location. So if you might be interested in joining me for an international retreat, click the link in the show notes or visit coachkaya.com forward slash travel to fill out a quick survey. It only takes two minutes. Can't wait to adventure with you. Okay. I want to shift gears just a little bit here. I could probably talk for hours and hours and hours about Europe trip and travel and all the things, and maybe I will share more about it in the future. But I wanted to make sure I highlighted a few things that surprised me. We're going to start a little more surface area, and then I want to get a little deeper with you. Number one, you need to pack less things than you think. And I'm being totally honest with you here. In fact, I thought that I packed less than I needed, and I still could have packed less. One thing that I'll recommend you do is to pack or lay out all of your things that you think you want to pack, and then go through and thin it out again. As you're planning your trip, keep in mind if you're booking Airbnbs that some of your places might have washer and dryers. And if that is important to you, maybe make sure to prioritize that as you're booking them. I knew that I wanted every other stop at least to have a washer and dryer so that we could refresh our clothes and not have to worry about going to a local coin laundry mat, which is also an option as well and totally doable if you don't have laundry inside of your hotel or Airbnb or wherever you're staying. I I'm happy to report that I did wear every single thing that I packed, which is a huge, huge win for me because I tend to be a chronic overpacker, but I definitely could have brought less options. Yes, bring something nice if you want to go out to a nice dinner, but the main thing is I wore the same pair of comfy tennis shoes, actually bought washable tennis shoes, which I also recommend. It was kind of a, a game changer for me. I basically wore the same pair of tennis shoes the entire time. I brought sandals and then I brought a nice set of heels that I wore to the wedding that I was in. But if I wasn't in a wedding, there was really no need for me to bring that. You can really, really think about packing things that are versatile, things you can dress up and dress down, things that are going to pack down well and maybe not get wrinkly. I have a few cute things 
Yes, of course, we all want to take our beautiful, glamorous photos while we're traveling. Maybe not everybody, but you know me. I love a good photo moment. But also just keep in mind that you're going to be carrying this stuff with you between locations. And so give yourself the gift of packing less than you think. And keep in mind too, that if you're not going to a third world country, like if you're going somewhere like Europe, everything that you need that you might forget or decide that you need and didn't bring with you is available somewhere when you get over there, right? So if you run out of toiletries or you forgot to pack toiletries, guess what? They have grocery stores. You're going to be totally fine. I packed my belt bag kind of fanny pack item and I knew that I wanted to have a nicer purse. But ahead of time, I decided that one of the souvenirs that I wanted to buy in Italy was going to be a cute purse. So I ended up purchasing that cute purse that I had for the wedding while I was over there in country. So just think about that ahead of time. And also, if you overpack, you're not going to have any room to bring back any souvenirs if you decide to be someone who buys souvenirs. Maybe you're not, but just things to think about. I promise you, you need less than you think. And if you forget something or you decide that you do need another cute outfit, guess what? You can just give yourself permission to buy a cute outfit when you get there. Okay, getting a little bit deeper now. You know, I think that before you go on vacation, a lot of people think, I'm going to be so happy once I'm just sitting on a boat in Italy. I'm going to feel so happy once I'm living my best life in Europe. And what I realized was, is that I think a lot of us fall into that trap of what I call the lie of once. I know I've talked about this in previous episodes. It's also called a rival fallacy in uh, psychology. But basically, it's this idea that everything will be better once something happens, once a circumstance changes. Maybe you're thinking, I'm going to be really, really happy once I'm on vacation. And yes, there is something so magical about being in another country, standing beneath the Eiffel Tower at sunset, being on the boat on the coast of Capri. Yes, that is so, so magical. But what I know to be true is that how you feel has less to do with where you're at and everything to do with how you think. And guess what? I don't care if you are standing in Rome, Italy, or if you are standing in your kitchen, in your home, your brain goes everywhere with you, okay? So a lot of times we think, oh, because I'm on vacation, because I'm in this beautiful, beautiful place, I'm gonna feel so much happier, but guess what? You're still gonna have a brain that's still gonna have negative thoughts pop up. And so travel isn't going to solve all of your emotions. Traveling isn't going to make you have perfect, wonderful days all the time. You know, I was traveling for 22 days straight and being in a beautiful foreign place doesn't take away your very human brain. And over my 22 days in Europe, guess what? I didn't have 22 amazing, awesome days. I didn't feel 100% physically or mentally every single one of those days just because I was in a beautiful place. You can still have bad days overlooking an ocean on the coast of Italy, okay? And I'm not telling you this to discourage you from going or traveling. Of course, what I want you to take away from this entire podcast is to book the dang trip. But what I want to remind you is that if you can't learn how to manage your mind and find joy and happiness and gratitude where your feet are planted right now, right now, in the job that you're in, in the home that you're in, where you're currently standing, then you're not going to be able to find joy, happiness, and gratitude if you're standing in a foreign country either. You can have bad days while you're traveling, okay? And I think I remember waking up one morning and I just woke up feeling a little off, like just kind of feeling in a bad mood. We all have those days when you just wake up like having a bad mental health day, you're in a bad headspace. I think it was the rain on the Amalfi Coast that really 
had me spiraling a little bit, okay? Because I had this idea on my vision board, right? We're going to go to this beautiful Amalfi Coast. I've literally had this picture of the Amalfi Coast on my vision board. And I booked this incredible full day boat tour cruise out to Capri. It was going to be amazing. And then our entire trip on the Amalfi Coast, it rained. And I had a really, really hard time not feeling really pissed and angry about it. And I think it showed. I tried to hide it. I didn't want my bad mood to ruin or spoil it for anyone else. And I remember one morning I woke up and I made my cup of coffee and I stepped outside onto our rainy balcony porch overlooking the beautiful Amalfi Coast. I mean, you all, it is seriously unreal. It is just like the pictures that you see online. It is absolutely breathtaking. And I remember thinking to myself, here I am manifesting my vision board, drinking a cup of coffee, staying at this beautiful, beautiful Airbnb with the most incredible view with some of my very best friends and my husband, the love of my life. And I'm in a shitty mood. And it was just this like humbling reminder to me that we take our brain everywhere we go, wherever you are, there you are, right? Or however that phrase is, you know? And I think it just reminded me too that managing your mind and taking care of your mental health is so important every single day, no matter where you're at. And I had, thankfully, one of my friends was on the trip, happens to be a, a therapist, which is always nice. And he reminded me, Kai, he's like, Kai, you need to reframe your thoughts. I'm like, damn it, he's right. Damn it, he's right. Thankfully, our last day, we were able to finagle. It was sunny, of course, the day we were leaving. We were able to finagle a uh, moving of our boat tour. So we took all of our luggage onto this boat. We took the boat out on the waters of the Amalfi Coast, out to Capri, to the island. And then we got dropped off at another city with all of our luggage and then take the train to Rome. So it totally worked out. But I just want to remind you that traveling is not going to solve all your problems. Traveling is not going to magically make you a happier person. Okay. Yes, there is magic to going on vacation and that can be a great mental health break. But I just want to remind you that you can have a shitty day standing underneath the Eiffel Tower, just like you can have a shitty day sitting on your couch. Another thing that surprised me on this trip was how much body image self-love work I would have to do. I'm a confidence coach, right? I am a life coach that helps empower others to learn how to love and accept themselves in the body and the skin that they're in. And I have never, ever, ever claimed to be personally perfect at this. In fact, I would say that what makes me a great coach for this is the fact that I have to do this work every single day, that I understand the struggle so deeply and I've learned the tools to help me navigate that. And I want to empower other people with those tools. Now, what surprised me was how much of this would come up for me as I'm traveling on this trip, right? I really created this theme for myself on this trip. And I'm really taking this with me through the rest the rest of this summer. And I'll probably do a whole other podcast about this, but I really wanted this to be the summer of self-love. I wanted this summer to be less about trying to look a certain way to experience and enjoy summer, to be a certain size, to weigh a certain amount, to lose a certain amount of weight, to have what you know, whatever the thing is. I really wanted this summer and this trip to be all about existing inside of my body and savoring the moment and living my freaking life without any negative body thoughts that come up getting in the way of allowing me to do so. And what I thought was really interesting was I would say that I did a really, really great job of being present in my skin and savoring and enjoying the moments while I was living them in Europe, where I saw some of those old thoughts pop up was when I was going back through my phone and looking at pictures. And I think part of it was, you know, I, I've gained some weight this last year. 
And I would look at a picture and the first thing that I would do, just like, you know, old Kaya used to do a lot and just how today Kaya still falls back into those habits. The first thing I do looking at a picture wasn't seeing the fact that I was surrounded by some of my best friends at a beautiful pool at a villa overlooking vineyards in Tuscany. The first thing I saw were my belly rolls and cellulite. That's immediately where my eyes went when I looked at the picture. And having the awareness of recognizing that that's where my brain was going was so, so powerful because it really brought me back to reality of like, okay, Kaya, here you are. Here are those negative thoughts. It's okay that they're there. Those old repetitive thoughts, it's okay that they're there, that they pop up, but we're not going to give them our power anymore. What do we want to choose to see when we look back at this picture? I want to choose to see that I am enjoying myself, that I'm giving myself permission to wear whether appropriate clothing, aka a bathing suit, which I never used to do in the past, to soak up the sunshine, to feel the cool water on my skin and spend time with the people that I love. And I also want to know that it is okay, whatever my body looks like as I do that, whatever this vessel to my home looks like as I do that, whether it's reflected to me in a mirror, whether it's reflected to me in a picture, it doesn't matter. This is just the vessel to my soul. This is just the meat suit that I was gifted to experience this life with. And I didn't anticipate how much of that body image self-love work I would have to do while on my trip and while reflecting back on my trip. So I just want to empower you that if you have a trip planned this summer or at whatever time of year and you are stressing about your body, I see you. I think a lot of us have been there. I think a lot of us have those thoughts and worries. And I just want to empower you to focus on what matters most. What do you really want to take away from this trip? Do you want it to be about the memories that you're making with the people that you love? Do you want it to be about being able to tap into all five of your senses as you are hearing the sounds of the waves crashing, as you're feeling the sand beneath your toes, as you're feeling the the sun touch your skin, as you're tasting that delicious Aperol spritz or whatever the delicious food is that you're enjoying, as you hear the sound of your friends and your people laughing, what do you want to take away from this trip? And I want to empower you to take it away from what your body looks like. And I want you to focus on how you feel inside of your body while you're enjoying and savoring these moments. And if you have those negative body image thoughts pop up, say, hey there, old thought, old familiar thought, I see you. I recognize you. I know where you came from. I know why I had this thought because I was trained to think this way about my body for years. And instead of giving you all of my power, all of my energy, all of my weight, all of my worry, I'm going to recognize you and I'm going to choose a new thought to focus on instead. I had to actively do this self-love work, just like I have to actively do my mental health work every single day, just like the rest of us. It came up a lot for me during my travel. And I just want to encourage you that if it happens to come up for you as well, you're not doing anything wrong. You are just a very real human existing in a very real body and it's going to be okay. Focus on living in the moment and taking back your power. Y'all, I love my smartwatch. Not only does it help me get where I need to be on time, usually, but it also helps me be more mindful and aware of my physical activity, sleep quality, heart rate, and so much more. The hardest part though, having it match my outfits and feel as glamorous as I'd like to, but not anymore. 
Thanks to Sparkle Bands, I have a variety of adorable, chic, and upcycled quality leather watch bands perfect for every outfit. From my cowhide bands to the tooled leather Kaya's Confidence Band with turquoise gemstones that I designed alongside the team. Now my smartwatch feels just as fashionable as I do. This women-owned company is located just down the street from me in my hometown, and I can attest they take their quality and their customers to heart. Check out their variety of high fashion watch bands and more at sparklebands.com. That's S-P-A-R-K-L-B-A-N-D-S.com. And use code KAYA10 to receive 10% off at checkout. Happy shopping. And I would say the last thing that surprised me, and maybe it didn't surprise me, but just something to keep in mind as well is just because you're on vacation doesn't mean that you'll feel rested afterwards. Make sure to create some space on your trip, no matter how short or long it is, for some downtime if you want to come back home, not feeling the need to have a vacation after your vacation, which I'm very much guilty of. I think we did a decent job of including some rest in our trip, but I just want to remind you that if you want your vacation to actually be a time for rest and relaxation, make sure that you create time and space for that. Okay, a few more closing thoughts. Again, I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. And I welcome you to drop me any questions if you have any when it comes to planning a trip abroad, focusing on self-love thoughts for your trip abroad, because I don't think you want to sit here and listen to me talk about it for hours. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. I think some of the highlights for me on this trip, I asked my husband afterwards, and the number one highlight for me was really getting to experience Europe through his eyes. I had lived in Germany for a year after college, and so I got to go to some of these places. I had already been to Paris before. I'd already been to Rome. There was a few new cities that we went to, but really getting to see him experience Europe was so, so cool. Especially when we went to places that I knew he was excited about, like the Paris catacombs. Fun fact, there are more than 6 million skeletons buried underneath the city of Paris. And getting letting him see the Acropolis at Athens, man, he just had so much like little boyish wonder in his eyes. And it was just so, so cool to experience that with him. And just to walk hand in hand with him on the cobblestone streets, it was just so, so special. And I think my other highlight was I got probably one of the best compliments I've ever received while I was in Europe. There was a guy at one of the flea markets in Athens who, after telling Brent that he looked like a Greek god, he looked at me and he says, the kindness of your heart is painted in your eyes. I was like, dang, okay. That is very flattering. I was like, Brent, keep that in your back pocket. You're welcome to use that on me anytime. Because man, that is like maybe the best compliment I've ever received. A few other random thoughts. For me, when it comes to souvenirs on a trip, I have been guilty in the past of buying souvenirs, just like panic buying souvenirs because I thought I needed them and I thought I needed to get something for everyone. And I really become quite a bit of a minimalist when it comes to souvenirs. The main souvenir for me is, of course, just all the pictures and memories that we come back with. But I wanted to be really intentional about not cluttering my life with things that I really don't need just for the sake of having a souvenir. So one of the things I do is I buy a postcard and a magnet in each of the cities that I visit. And then I also bought myself a cute leather purse in Italy. We went thrifting in a few of the different cities. You know, me and Brent love a good thrift shop. What I loved about going to flea markets and thrift shops in other countries is that their selection is always very eclectic. Yes, there are some of the same things that you'd see back here in the States, but different brands different styles. And it was so, so much fun to walk through. So I ended up getting myself a vintage skirt at a thrift store in Paris and also a vintage skirt at a thrift store in Rome. And those are two of my favorite souvenirs that I came home with. 
I also am really big into buying fun accessories. So I got myself some cute earrings from different local shops and street vendors. And Brett and I also bought ourselves some artwork from a street artist that just really spoke to us. So just some things that are small, not super cluttering, but just a keepsake from our trip. And lastly, friends, I just want to leave you with this. Take the dang trip. If you're looking for a sign to book the trip, to go on the vacation, to get away, this is it. I don't care how old you are as you're listening to this, but you're never going to be this young as you are right now ever again, ever, whether you're 19, whether you're 75. Our time on this planet is so, so precious and so, so limited. And if there is a place on your bucket list, if there is a spot on your vision board, somewhere that you've always dreamed about going, I want to encourage you to make the investment of the time and money to make it happen. Now, I'm not saying that you need to go into debt. I'm not saying that you need to be irresponsible and not be able to pay your rent to keep a roof over your house or food in your fridge. Yes, live within your means. But even if it means you have to start saving up today to go on a trip two or three years from now, I want to empower you to put the trip on your calendar. I have never, ever, ever once regretted the money I invested in traveling and experiencing the world and cultures, especially with the people that I love. Sometimes I like to think about this as an investment in the incredible stories I'll have to share with my grandkids one day, which is super fun. But there is just so much that you learn about not only the world and other cultures when you travel, a new appreciation I think that you have, you see yourselves in others. But I think you also learn so, so much about yourself. And it's also a great way to deepen relationships with friends or family. Keep in mind that um, not everyone travels well together. So it's also okay if you love someone as a friend or a family member and know that you don't ever want to travel with them. That's great too. And maybe something you can learn through the process. But I am just feeling so insanely grateful for the memories that I made with my husband, Brent, for the pictures that I'm going to cherish for the rest of my life and for the memories that I made with my sweet friends. And I just want to encourage you to invest in yourself. You're never going to be this young again. So stop waiting book the trip, get on your calendar, and I cannot wait to hear all about it. You know, I've been stewing a little bit lately and uh, daydreaming, which is one of my specialties. And I've been thinking, man, I've gotten a lot of questions from people in my DMs about traveling. I was like, how fun would it be if I could plan a trip for other people to come and join me? Like, would you want to travel with me? I have been stewing on this for a while and I've been thinking, how fun would it be to put together a retreat or something, a trip, a girl's trip, where you could buy a ticket to come with me to somewhere abroad, whatever the country is, where all you had to do was show up and experience it for yourself. You didn't have to worry about where you were sleeping, what you were eating, what you were seeing. You just got to come and be present in your body to really practice the self-love work in another country, to make new friends, to try new foods, to see new sites. I think it'd be so, so, so much fun to plan an international retreat. So that's something I've been thinking about. So if that is something that interests you, drop me a note on social media, message me or email me. If there's enough interest, maybe I will consider, maybe we'll do a summer of self-love trip abroad in 2024. I think that would be so, so much fun. So if that is of interest to you, please let me know. And if you're also interested in learning more of my travel tips, I've been thinking about putting together a free downloadable and also a template for your own itinerary booklet keepsake that you can write notes in like the one I made. Um, you can jot down memories and cherish for years to come. If you're interested in 
those travel tips and those templates and more detailed insights that you can download and keep as you're planning your next trip, let me know because I'm also wanting to put together a little guide for you guys too if you are interested. So with that, my friends, I cannot wait to hear about what trip you're putting on your calendar this year or next year or whenever that's going to be because you are worth it. You're never going to be this young again. It's time to book the trip. It's time to live your life. Don't worry about trying to lose weight or look a certain way. It's time to just live and exist in your body and experience the world exactly as you are right now. You deserve it. And it will be so, so, so worth it. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. I'll see you right back here, same time, same place next week. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.